Welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and Freedom Slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Hey, hey, hey. Today's episode, I was going to say is a little different, but I feel like I start all of them off by saying that, but it is going to be a bit different. And that's because I've put on hold what was going to be out this week because of the passing of the late, great Kobe Bryant. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of building a legacy, which, like I said, was inspired by Kobe Bryant. Beyond the 600 million plus that Kirby had as part of his empire, he left behind a multi-billion legacy if we think about it, right? What he meant to basketball, what he meant to sports in general, the lives he's touched through his family and through his bigger family, which is like his sports fans and friends. And even beyond that, just people who don't even know him personally, how they've been impacted and the things they've done in their life as a result of what they've seen Kobe do throughout his short 41 years. And that's what it's all about. It's not just black and white. So often people are like, yeah, I don't care about anything. My goal is just to leave a legacy behind for my family. It can be so much bigger than that. It's not black and white. Leaving something or providing for your family doesn't mean that you aren't able to provide to others as well and leave a legacy for many others. They don't need to be mutually exclusive. You can have and do both. Kirby was a family man, but he's also been a part of so many other people's families just by simply living out his true passion. And the reason why this is so important is it allows you to live on long beyond your time here on earth. People will remember Kobe's name 50 years from now because he is that great, right? And it's not for his own ego. He's not here with us anymore. However, it's for those other people who are still a part of his legacy, his direct legacy, right? He's leaving it behind, not just for his kids and their kids and the, their kids and their kids, but he has the opportunity to be a part of so many people's stories and their come up and their reason for being. There are a lot of people who said, I got into basketball because of Kobe. And that basketball, not just, you know, gave them an extracurricular and allowed them to work themselves out, it also changed change their lives. Maybe it pulled them off the streets. Like there's so many things. It's a ripple effect and it allows you to leave this world better than you found it. And I think that's really the key everybody wants at the end of the day is to say that the words of Beyonce, I was here. I'm leaving my footprints in the sands of time, you know? And it's not just about what your family or your boss thinks about you or your clients or your Instagram followers. It goes so far beyond that. It's the impressions you leave with every single interaction that you make. The person that's ringing in your groceries, the mailman, what are you given with every single breath that you take? That's what it comes down to. What touched me so much more than the tributes and stuff showing like his legacy as it related to the sport itself and how much he scored, while that was amazing and is going to go into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2020, um, usually there's a waiting period, which they're waving for Kobe, which is awesome. The tributes that really touched me, though, were the ones that were saying random stuff like a mom 
who had her son at one of his many camps that he had. And she was like, he took the time to speak to them all individually and make sure that they knew that they were important and they wanted to go forward and all of those things. He didn't have to do that. A lot of these players have these camps that they show up for for like 10 minutes and then disappear and let other people run them. You know, it's about who he was as an individual and what he really wanted to do to impact the lives around him. So my question to you is, what would the last person you interacted with when you purchased something? What was the thing that they remember? If you were, this is getting a little dark, but if you were to be in the obituary section in the newspaper tomorrow, and someone saw that, the last person that rung up your groceries or that was at the counter when you purchased that t-shirt, what feelings would they have? Is it your intention when you're interacting with people to make everyone feel special because they are? What is it that you're doing that makes people connect with you at a deeper level? Because you have no idea what that person's going through that day and how you interact with them can really impact what they do in the next 10 minutes or the next 10 years and could be sure to that. And to bring this back to business, how are you interacting with those who maybe follow you on your social platforms and when they see you in the streets like, hey, I love your page. Do you like give them an eye roll or are you talking to them about their life or if maybe you're busy, which is possible, right? Maybe you, you know, just smile and wave and continue on or whatever. How are you making that person feel? And while we're not responsible for others' feelings, we are responsible for the actions we take and how they impact others' lives. So I think it's important that we are conscious of that, not just when we see someone in person, but even if someone's hopping into your DMs, not to be condescending or, you know, ignore them completely because each person is someone who is important, you know, and they're important to your business too, because at the end of the day, your business needs customers. So if you're ignoring people because you're like, I'm too busy, I'm too special, then how far do you think your business can go like that? Kobe outside of basketball had businesses, multiple businesses, and he was actually also investing in multiple businesses, many young black businesses too, and many tech companies, which I found was really really interesting. After he passed, you always find out this type of stuff afterwards, right? I knew he was investing in a whole lot of things, but the specifics of it we learned afterwards. But I thought that was really interesting. And I don't think that he was a kind person to all of these people simply because he wanted them to buy his stuff. But I think he realized as well, because he isn't silly. He wasn't silly. It sounds so weird putting that stuff in the past tense. But anyway, he wasn't silly. So he did also realize that each interaction was possibly the making or the breaking of a fan, right? The fan base, the fanatics, the ones who carry on his brand and those who share it with their friends. And that's when you really know you have someone's heart and they don't just want to enjoy what it is that you have to offer. They want their friends and family to enjoy it too because they like it so much. Again, I'm trying to bridge the gap between Kobe and his legacy as well as building the business, right? And the reality is a lot of you even found this podcast because a friend has suggested that you listen to it because it's impacted them in some way, shape or form. And this is why when you have a passion-filled, purpose-driven business, you're able to touch so many and you're able to build this legacy so much faster and in such a much more impactful way. And I wish I can give you some really scientific reason or psychological reason why this is, but I think it's truly simply because you're happy, right? When you're working on things that you love, when you're able to make an impact, 
in someone else's life, because we already talked about in many of my episodes, how anybody that's in business is in the business of solving problems for people. So you're helping somebody in some shape or form, even if you're doing floss, right? You're helping people get things out of their teeth, whatever it is you're working on. So being able to work on things you love just makes you a happier person. So if you are coming off a basketball court, because basketball is your passion, and that's what you're working on, and you're building camps to help others who have basketball as a passion, When you go to the grocery store, of course, you're going to be kinder, right? Of course, you're going to be in a better mood. You tend to be in a better mood when you're working on things that you love. And that's just the bottom line. That's why so many people are miserable at their nine to fives when they're doing things that drive them up a wall that don't fulfill that piece of their heart. And that's why it's so important for you, even if you are at your nine to five currently, to work on your side hustle, right? To build that business and that thing that's going to allow you to leave that impact, to leave that legacy, to build that legacy. And on those days where you you may be feeling like not doing anything at all, and those days turned into weeks and those turn into months, I need you to stop and ask yourself something. It's what I like to call the deathbed perspective. And again, it gets a bit dark, right? But I talked about this way back in like 2015 in a Huffington Post article, because I think it's important. And that is asking yourself, if today was my last day on this planet, Would I be proud of what I've done leading up into this point? And I really appreciated what Ty Hunter said in one of the episodes. I believe it was number seven. It was like one of the really early episodes. Ty Hunter's Beyonce's stylist, friend, she calls him her brother. And one of the things he said, because he was talking about like anxiety and depression. And one of the things he said is, you know, you can have a bad day, but you need to put an expiration on that bad day. And he says a whole lot. So if you haven't listened to episode seven, I would suggest you go back and listen to that one as well. But I say all of that to say that, you know, it's okay to pause. It's okay to stop, but keep the end vision in mind. And for me, that end vision is to leave this earth having positive impacts on many people's lives. And every day that I've stopped on my mission to accomplish this is not just a disservice to me and my legacy, like I'll be gone, right? But it's a disservice for all of those who I could possibly potentially touch in some way positively. So it's always about looking at the bigger picture here. And one thing that I think really helped Kobe leave a powerful legacy was because he was uniquely him. He wasn't trying to be anyone but him. He was super confident. Some people didn't like it. Everybody loved it after he was gone, which is usually what happens, right? But some people didn't. I remember watching an interview a few weeks before his passing and he had someone asked him, it was James Corden, and he had asked him, you know, if you had to put the greats in order from greatest to worst or whatever and was he was like how would you rate him and it was him Michael Jordan and LeBron and at first he wasn't going to answer but James Corden has this thing called spill it or fill it something like that anyway you have to eat something crazy like a cow's tongue or some ridiculous thing hot dog juice and all these different things if you don't answer the question so he was going to like just pass and eat then it's like you know what screw it me Michael then LeBron and you know, I had to appreciate him because, well, one, he's really good, right? So it's not like he's saying that and he's not good enough to even put himself in the conversation with um, Michael Jordan. But I appreciated his honesty because he was like, yeah, I'm great and I know I'm great. 
And it was in a very confident way. It wasn't an arrogant way, but there were people who couldn't appreciate the confidence that is Kobe until after he passes, of course. But what he did by being himself unapologetically all the time was create that super fan base of people who had his back. And I want you to take from that to be unapologetically you, even when people don't necessarily like it. Because it's in being you that you're going to be able to create that legacy that no one else can touch because they aren't able to compete with you at being you. And that's what's so important. Kobe lived a full life, even though he was only here 41 years. And while it may feel to us that it's been cut too short too soon, the reality is that he lived and loved and gave his all while he was here on earth. He left everything on the table and the world watched him do it. He has left empty. What does leaving empty look like for you? We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. And it's always a bit bothersome to me when someone passes that we are able to look back in retrospect and appreciate them and also begin thinking about what we need to be doing better in our lives. And I say it's frustrating to me only because it's frustrating that it has to come to that, right? That we have to lose someone before we begin taking our own lives more serious. I wish that this was something that we're thinking about on a daily basis, we'd all be on a path to greatness. But in Kobe's passing, we did get the gift of so many amazing, not just stories, but the opportunity to reflect on someone who lived their life fully. And we learned so many amazing steps that we can take to allow us to do the same thing. So one of the things that Kobe did often was that he always had his family with him, right? His family was important to him and he shared that you didn't have to pick and choose between living out your legacy and being with those you loved. He showed that you could bring them along the journey with you, right? And he's a girl dad. And it's funny because my dad is a girl's dad. And I didn't get into any sports other than basketball. And that's because my dad used to make me watch basketball. He was a Lakers fan when I was younger. And my husband plays basketball now. And I'm the crazy one shouting at the ref. I love basketball. I know all the players. I know the game. And I've even seen a game at the Staples Center. So it's not like I'm just pulling on this Kobe thing out of nowhere. Now back to the point, because I got off topic just now, but you can bring your loved ones along with you in the journey. In fact, it's not that you can, you should, because it makes the journey so much more enjoyable. Another thing he taught us about building a legacy that's super important for business owners is that you need to protect your assets. And I say this because he was trademarking Mambasita, which is his daughter's trademark. He was creating a trademark for his daughter, um, Gigi, who passed with him. 
And he created this trademark because he saw her greatness, right? And he had plenty of trademarks of his own, but he saw his, the greatness in his daughter and he was protecting that. So what are you protecting? Are you writing books and not copywriting? Are you got a business and haven't thought about trademarking your things yet? What is it that you need to protect to ensure that you have this piece of intellectual property safe and safeguarded in the event that you aren't here tomorrow? And I haven't seen anything about a wheel yet, but knowing the businessman that Kobe was, I can guarantee that there was a wheel in place. And it's not about creating a wheel because you think something's going to happen to you. You're creating one because you want to ensure that your loved ones don't have to deal with the drama of you not creating one in the unlikely circumstance that anything were to happen. And having worked previously in trust and estate, I'm actually a certified trust and estate practitioner by trade. I know the importance of it. And it really is disheartening when you see greats like Bob Marley, his estate recently got sorted. This is how many years later, more than 30 years, maybe even 40 years now later that it took for his estate to get sorted. And then I forget who died the other day. Was it Aretha Franklin? I think it was Aretha Franklin and she didn't have hers sorted out either. And also Nipsey Hussle, right? And it's just so saddening to me, especially when I'm thinking of someone like Lauren London, who wasn't officially his wife, but she was there at his side depending on where you come from and you know the laws of your country most commonwealth countries have a similar philosophy well not philosophy but a similar law where if you die intestate so without a will to your name or if you do have a will but then you get remarried um, that will becomes null and void depending on the country again but this is anyway so all of these things um what happens is your assets are usually then divided by your next kin, right? So if you have a wife, if you don't have a will, if you have a wife or a husband, um, then half your assets go to your wife or husband, no questions asked. And then the other half will go to any kids split, right? Depending on how many kids you have, which was the problem with Bob Marley, because there were so many kids that were coming forward or parents that were coming forward like, hey, this child's his too. And it took so many years of testing and stuff like that, which is what his drama was. But beyond all of that, it's if you don't want the government to decide how your assets are going to be broken out, maybe you want to leave money to build a school, like whatever it is, then make sure that you have that stuff sorted, right? Or at least start thinking about it and start thinking about what it is that you want to do. And again, it isn't because you're projecting your death at all, but it's because you want one less thing to do as you get old and gray. And you also want to ensure that, like I said before, your loved ones are protected from the drama that can come as a result of you not having your stuff sorted. And then I know in some of the like Middle Eastern countries, if you die without a bill, your assets go to the male son and like, it's just so different, right? So it's important to know the law of your country, but also important to just get yourself sorted legally as well. And what this is reminding me of is just prepping yourself for the things that you're going to have, right? I think that if we want to have this huge legacy and impact millions and make millions and billions of dollars in the process, 
then we need to start acting as that person would be acting today. What would that person have? Okay, that person's gonna have their self sorted financially and legally. So let me ensure that I'm tracking my finances. Let me ensure that it is tracked in a way that others can easily read it if they need to, like an accountant, for instance, or a tax advisor or whatever, as well as ensuring that my legals are sorted out as far as it relates to copywriting and trademarking, as well as wills and estates, right? So sorting out all of those things is so important. And I had no intention of even going down that road, but the legal piece is important. What you do in this lifetime really does impact more than just you. It impacts more than just your kids. It impacts more than just your immediate family. You have to be cognizant of that and know that just like there are positive legacies, there are also some really bad ones. Like think of a Hitler, right? So what is the legacy you're leaving behind? How are people feeling after their interactions with you? What lives are changing? How are those lives changing? Every single person on this earth has the ability to transform lives. We are our own alchemists. And the question is, how are you using that power? Is it for good or are you using it to ruin lives? Or maybe you're not using it at all, which is almost just as bad because you're letting it go to waste. So I really want you to think about that. So the whole point of this podcast episode is to really get you to reflect on what it is that you're doing, the impressions that you're leaving. It's almost like Twilight, and I'm using a whole lot of analogies in this episode, but if you've ever watched Twilight, Jacob, who's the werewolf, speaks about imprints and how basically you would know if someone has been impressed upon, right? Based on their, I guess, aura, energy, whatever. And every single interaction that you have, really, you are leaving an imprint. You're leaving an impression. So make sure that yours is one that leaves an impression that creates a ripple effect for that next person to leave an even more powerful impression on the person that they interact with. Be kind to people. That's not difficult, right? And it's even easier when you're doing something that you're passionate about and that's purpose-driven. So start working on your business as often as you can and bring your family along with you in the process. Bring them along on the journey with you. Allow them to be a part of the journey because it makes it that much more enjoyable for you. Also be 100% you, like Kobe. There were people who didn't like his confidence and how he came across, especially in the early days. He's matured a lot since he came out of high school and went straight into the league. They've actually stopped that now because they realized there's like a maturity that has to come with the players. There were only a few that really did just come out of, they were so good they came out of high school straight into um, things. LeBron's another one. Dwight Howard was one that came right out of high school. Anyway, none of this matters. The point is that there was some maturity that came with it, but you need to be 100% you, right? And there are going to be people who love it. And there are going to be people who may not want to be hopping on board with you right away. And that's fine. Maybe they'll hop on board after their friends and family tell them how much you've impacted their lives for the better. But the reality is that what that does is in a business perspective is create a polarizing brand. And 
while that may sound like a negative thing, like, oh, I don't want to be polarizing. That's exactly what you want because you're going to attract those who fall in love with who you are as an individual and you're going to push away those who don't necessarily like you. Cardi B does this amazingly well. She is 100% herself and whether you have anything to say about her, one thing you cannot say is that she isn't authentically her, right? So what are those things that make you authentically you? Another thing you need to reflect upon and how can you bring those things into your business. And lastly, but definitely not least, is to ensure that you're protecting the things that matter for your business and brand as well as it relates to building that legacy, trademarks, copyrights, all those things, getting your will sorted out, you know, figuring out what it is that you will be doing 40 years from now when you've you know, climb to the very top of what you find to be a totem pole. There is no top, right? You can continue to climb, but you get the point I'm saying here. Acting as that person you want to be today, what would that person be doing to protect their legacy? Start doing those things now. Hopefully you found this podcast helpful. If you did, take a screenshot and share it with me over on Instagram at G-A-Y-N-E-T-E. And hopefully you're following me. If you're not, make sure you follow so we can, you know, be internet besties. And I will see you next time. Actually, I wouldn't see you next time. I'll hear you next. Actually, I wouldn't even hear you. You hear me next time. (laughs) Speak soon. Okay, okay. I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you. 